This is the Pipkin and Turnbull Show. How's everybody doing today? We It is October 29th, 2020. Uh, we are in episode 27 today. And uh, before we go any further, a uh, big shout out to the LA Dodgers, uh, our new NBA, yes. MLB World Series champions. Um I was hoping for Tampa Bay, to be honest, but <laughs> anyways, kudos to L.A. Uh, for uh, being the World Series winners for this for this year. Um, so if you're yes. baseball fans, I'm sorry. That's about all we will say today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about as, as far as our knowledge goes. Yes. Uh, so, yep. Jamie, what is our rundown for today? All right, so starting this week, we're going to take a look at each division and, um, you know, predict who's going to come out on top and maybe if there's a wildcard contender in that division. So first up um, for this episode is going to be the infamous uh, NFC East. Um, and then it's two a time. Um, good call for the Dolphins on benching Fitzpatrick. We'll discuss that. And uh, then we'll look at the best and worst things that we saw this week and also highlight some upcoming matchups that we um, think would be good for everybody to watch. So with that, um, NFC East, man, uh, what's your what's your overall take with this, this division? Yeah, and, uh, and, and as always, you guys aren't going crazy in the background if you're hearing... Uh, <laughs> yeah, babies grunting or chihuahuas scampering around. Uh, yeah. that is in our household. So you hear that, <laughs> you're not going crazy. So, uh, yeah, no, the, uh, you know, as, as terrible as the football has been, it's great to talk about. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, you know, because <laughs> I, you, you know, you, and basically every other division, you're kind of seeing some clear, which teams are better, which teams are, you know, playoff bound, uh, right now it's, it's, it's all up for grabs, uh, in the yeah, NFC yeah. East. We literally have the top three teams, um, each have our, are at two wins. Um, and the only reason that the Eagles are, uh, atop of the division is because, uh, of their tie. Uh, so, you know, it, it's been a while since we've seen standings like this, and the only time I can kind of remember something like this is is actually when the AFC West, when the Chiefs, Oakland, and Denver, and, and the Chargers were all kind of down. They were all kind of in this weird tie. I think it was like even the year when the Chiefs only won two games, you know, that season uh, or something think, like that. The one I'm thinking of is 2011 um, where, like, the division winner went 8-8 eight and eight or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we may even, the, we, we may see a, like, a, like one time I believe uh, St. Louis won the NFC West with seven wins. Uh, yeah. So it may be, uh, it may just be a seven win uh, season for the uh, division leader in the NFC West. So, uh, bad football, but it's interesting football, especially uh, mm -hmm. when you watch head-to-head uh, -head matchups to see, uh, like we got with Washington's and Cowboys, where Washington comes up on top. Um, and uh, 
One thing I will say, you know, one thing I will say about Washington, I, I, I think out of all these teams kind of looking future bound on kind of once they get their uh, quarterback situation resolved, they may mm-hmm. have future thinking just with some of their, especially their defense and some of their weapons that they are picking up on offense um, in the future. They may actually be somebody to watch out, you know, next couple of years. Uh, the the yeah. way that uh, you know that Riviera is kind of uh, turning that kind of or the whole cultural organization is kind of changing around for Washington. Um, yeah, you know what's difficult is in you know you know we talk about Jamie a lot about us picking quarterbacks, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and even though and I and I still think it's Carson Wentz. You know the Eagles may. Uh, pull out the division just you know based on Carson Wentz the problem is for the Eagles is they they literally don't have any other they don't have any wide receivers that can offer any type of threats and I think that's been some of the issues that you've seen uh in this uh Eagles offense you know um Mm. you know with Alshon not really performing like he did when he first arrived to Philadelphia um Mm -hmm. and then you know, uh, no, like I said, there there really isn't a wide receiver on that team that you're like, ah, uh, you know, that that you worry about going into those games. But um, I, I think for all that has been said about Carson Wentz and about this team, I, you know, I, I think he has performed well. Um, yeah. And so, I th- you know, honestly, you know, if, the, if Washington – you know, gets the type of play that they're getting from Kyle Island, it may come down to the Eagles and Washington um, as kind of my first glance at it. What were your first thoughts about it? Man, so to me, like, I would say if you're looking at it on paper, I would say Dallas is the team to beat, you know, because they've definitely got the more the most talent. Um, but, you know, the Eagles are only a couple years removed from their Super Bowl, and that's that's what's so crazy to me, is you know this their team hasn't changed all that much since they won the Super Bowl, and I mean you know Foles was the quarterback because um, Wentz was hurt, but this division just as a whole just doesn't make sense, you know, because this is a very talented division. It's just they just can't put the wins together. And um, and it's just so crazy to me that one of these teams is going to host the playoff game, you know? And, you know, we could get something like back in 2010, I want to say, um, when Seattle won their division with like a 7-9 and nine record and then they beat the Saints. They hosted the Saints and they right. beat the Saints. That's when we got, we got the Beast Quake run. So could one of these teams, like, rattle off a win? Sure, we've seen it before. But, like, I, it's, so, it's just so crazy to me that one of these teams is going to host a, host a playoff game. Um, and I would say going forward, I, I would – Washington's definitely my favorite to win it because um, I just like – I like their, their coaching. I like Ron Riviera, um, and I like – um, if they put in Alex Smith and if he's even just a little bit what he used to be, um, I think that could do benefit that could benefit them. Um, you know, but it, it's just, 
this division is just crazy. I'm just looking at all these numbers and like it just doesn't make sense like how they are so right. bad. And a question that I've seen floating around is should the NFL relook at their playoffs? You know, should teams even though they win the division, should a, you know, 7 and 9 team or whatever they're um I honestly I'm putting a ceiling at like 5 wins for the for these teams. Like, I don't really see them, you know, cracking an 8-8. Eight and eight. That would be great if they cracked an 8-8 eight and eight, um, or even seven wins. But should a team that win total is less than their losses, should they be allowed to be in the playoffs? That's a question I've been seeing all over social media, you know, and – I think that's something the NFL needs to look at because if they're wanting competitive football, putting one of these teams in the playoffs is not going to be very competitive. If you put one of these teams against the Green Bay, what's going to happen? They're going to get destroyed. You put one of these teams against Tampa Bay right now, what's going to happen? Tom Brady's going to pick them apart. Like, And I think that's something that the NFL needs to look at. And, you know, but at the same time, you win the division, you've earned that playoff spot. Whether it be your wins um, or it, whatever your record is, you won that division. So you deserve, you get to, you have earned that that chance to host the playoff game. So it's, it's really crazy just, um, you know, that these teams are the way that they are. And uh, playoff football is going to be crazy, but... As of right now, um, Washington, I would say, is my team that I think is going to come out on top. But um, the Eagles and the Cowboys play this weekend. So I think this this picture is going to get yeah. – um, a, a, it's going to look a little different unless they tie, which with this division it wouldn't surprise me if they tied. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's – there is no clear-cut winner in this division. Um, heck, the Giants aren't right. even out of it yet. All the Giants got to do is win one game, you know, and they're they're back in the thick of it. So it's it's just crazy, you know. You look at some of the other divisions in the NFL, and there you you're starting to see someone pull away, or you're you're you'll start seeing, you know, all right, these two teams are the teams to watch. And with this division, it's like I don't know. Like who, whoever can just not suck for like one weekend can win this division. You know, it, it's just it's crazy to think about. Well, I, I guess to ca- I've so to counteract your point about the playoffs and division and wins, I've always been a fan of divisional playoff bursts uh, myself. Mm. Uh, and simple simple case is the Seahawk game that you brought up. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that's, that's what I, you know, a fan of like for the NBA as well, because, you know, um, say if, uh, underwhelming heat in the season, you know, and, and then you get the heat team that showed off in the playoffs, you know, yeah, just for example, yeah. you know, so I, I like divisional playoff first, uh, and, yeah. and all, uh, in all sports, uh, just because even if you have, you know, a team that is slightly, you know, had a, had a, a horrible record, you know, they still have an mm-hmm. opportunity, you know? Yeah. Uh, teams get hot, you know, teams yeah. get hot at, at the right time. And, 
and that the playoffs might be the right time. Yeah, and and you know, and we to just get hot, and before we know it, an eleven team in the playoffs. Yeah, or in the NFC Championship. And the nice thing is, is that the NFL is going to add that seventh team in uh, this year. Mm. So, yeah. so I, I it won't I th- be one of these. No, it won't. It won't be an NFC. Yeah, <laughs> you only get one from the NFC East. That's as nice as the NFL yeah. can be to the NFC East. Um, <laughs> but what I would say, um, just for teams that I would, I've always, you know, I've never liked tanking for players, and I no. want to say that any of these organizations are trying to do that. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I would maybe look more so at the Jets. Uh, but, uh, uh, but I would like somehow for the draft to maybe be different compared to what playoffs look like. Anyways, that's a totally separate topic for a different day. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, you brought up and we were talking about before we came on the culture of the Cowboys. Um, and you know, we were going to get into that a little bit. Um, and you were going to talk about the Andy Dalton hit. My my big thing with the Cowboys is what I've observed for the last couple of years is they have a the weirdest culture. Whatever team team play is not there. Um, yeah. And what Jerry is creating is that he has said you know have basically has taken care of his players so much to the point to where I think they're taking advantage of this ownership because Mm. Jerry will pay his players no matter how they perform. You know, we can sit here and talk about the Garrett's, the McCarthy's, the Phillips, all of that. But if you can't, if you can't change the culture of that team, you're going to see efforts like this from the Cowboys years after years. I mean, that's, that's the biggest difference to me between you look at the nineties Cowboys and then early two thousand or whatever, um, and and a little bit even oh, a tiny bit maybe in the Tony Romo era, but even then I think the culture had suffered there in Dallas. Um, but especially like I was telling you, um, I I don't I don't know if there's really any team first oriented guys in Dallas that I look at and be no. like, I see a bunch of, you know, we've got that Dallas Cowboy jersey on, and that's that automatically makes us the best. You know, which is that is great for ownership and marketing in Cowboys, like like maybe the best Mm -hmm. in the NFL in that regards. But as a team culture, that may be one of the worst, you know. Uh, And so uh, and like I told you, I I think one of the worst things that we have seen is players not playing and then getting paid when even their contract is not up. You take a look. Let, let's take, you know, Scotty Pippen, for example. You know, as we all watched during the, you know, our quarantine last dance, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, Jerry Rimehouse, you know, he refused. He was like, you signed your contract. We aren't going to change it until the contract ends. Yeah. And the Bulls have six championships. Um, yeah. and uh, And, you know, whatever, whatever whatever you think of that whatever you think of that time you know um and i know that you have michael jordan just basically demanding his team to win on top of that yeah. you know yeah. but but there's a point to where these players to me what i what i see the cowboys is like either way win or lose 
if you have some sort of fame or some sort of credibility that you are untradeable, um, you get paid at Dallas. Yeah. And I don't think any of their quote-unquote most talented guys are untradeable. I, I think you yeah. could trade all of them, you know, because mm-hmm. you may have to do that to change something going on there. So I, I know as much as people like saying – general manager jerry it's jerry's fault you know all that it's coaching like carthy taking fire i was like man the players eventually have to realize that they are a talented group and when they figure out that and want to play that's when you Mm -hmm. can start seeing dallas start to change and i and i think you know i i think dak has that in him yeah, he is the only one where I thought Dak should have maybe gotten even paid before Zeke got paid. Because yeah. I and, and I'll be honest with you, like I said from the beginning, I said I I would not pay I would not pay a running back. I would draft running yeah. backs. You know, after yeah. three years after the rookie contract, I would get another one uh, because mm-hmm. um, the way that offensives are built in the NFL. Uh, you can just pick to me. That's what teams are doing. They can just pick up a guy and they can have a good season. And I, and I feel bad for the running backs because you know, they're incredibly talented. Like you take a Saquon Barkley who, um, now his time, you know, I, I think he can come back from his ACL, but, um, but you may be looking at drafting another Barkley, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I, I, I just think there's just cultural issues wrong with the Cowboys. Any other thoughts on that, Jamie? Nah, I mean, uh, I think it all just speaks for itself. Whenever you watch them, you know, there's no heart. There's no, there's no heart on that field. There's no, there's no camaraderie. There's no brotherhood. I mean, me and you met, uh, on a football practice field like that. That's where our friendship began. And I can tell you straight up, if anybody would ever took a cheap shot at you, I would have been on him, you know. And if our quarterback would have took a cheap shot, I would have been on him. Like, it, and that's just that's just how I am as a player. And I don't see that with these guys. They they have that star on their helmet. They're wearing those cowboy whites. They've got the best facilities in the NFL, and that's enough for them, you know. And and the money drops in their in their bank account. That's it. That's you know, and you can't you can't win games in the NFL like that, and it shows. They're they're sitting at two and five, and they're selling their players. Like um, I think Everson Griffin got traded uh, yesterday. Don Terry Poe got um, cut, and a cornerback uh, got cut yesterday. You know, they're it's a fire sell right now because they have no heart. And that is probably, I always say it, and I always think it whenever I'm looking at when the season's about to begin, I said, I always tell myself, the Cowboys are the team to watch in the NFC. Maybe not not the best team, but they are definitely a wild card team in the NFC. And every year, the last couple years, they have come short because they have no heart. They're, They're there for three hours, and that's it. And it shows because they're losing to, I believe, lesser teams in their division. It's it's getting to the point to me, like, up straight. I mean, I could have said I, I wasn't, I've never been a huge Cowboy fan, and I know you would probably say that too. But yeah, now it's just I, getting to the I, point I, to where I'm, 
I'm starting to feel for Cowboy fans and Cowboys mm-hmm. ownership. You know, I especially the fans. Like, do you have a tremendous fan base that you are doing a disservice to? Like upstream. Yeah. When you when you do not perform um to the levels that you are capable of. Like yeah. that's who I feel bad for. So it's like I know it's like we sound like we're cowboys bashing, but it's more like we feel for the fans, you know? Yeah. Um and, and that's what you know, what we had always before the Patrick Mahomes era, you know, we talked about with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I, and I would more so maybe even say before the Andy Reid era. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like uh, suffering, yeah. man, suffering. So, uh, I get it. I get it. Cowboy fans like this, this sucks. And I get it. I feel for you. You got to change it, man. The, it, everything needs to change there from ownership down to the water boy, everything, the culture has to change. You have to start caring for each other on that football field. You gotta, it has to mean more to be on that field than just having this, that star on your helmet. It has to mean more. Or you're gonna be a two and five team that you know might get lucky and make the playoffs. You know? Yeah, I mean, and and look at what happens. What's happening to Kansas City right now is the the it's a cultural change. Like that's mm-hmm. you know I would say you know Mahomes you know definitely helps that, but the whole culture around that team has changed since Andy Reid has been there. Yeah. Um, it's an emphasis on winning, but he made an emphasis on team. And he was able to do that um, in a more, I would say he was in a more laid back environment and striving mm-hmm. to win and striving to yeah. do it together. And that's what made, I think, you know, Pete Carroll and the Seahawks successful and still successful is that, yes. that they, they have fun winning and they have people yeah. that want to come and be, be a chief. Like I want to come and mm-hmm. be a Seahawk. You know, yeah, um, and I feel like people may want to go to Dallas because they want that paycheck, and I don't yeah, feel like they, they know Jerry will pay him. Yeah, and I don't feel like they necessarily work for that. You know, because mm-hmm. you know as much hate as Jerry gets, um, people abuse his good nature. Like I, I, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how good, but from the outside, I'd say he's a pretty decent guy. Like Jerry Jones is a pretty yeah. decent man. You know, so. Uh, yeah, he takes care of his players, and he he gives them the best of everything, and then they don't return on that investment. You know, I yeah. can't think of a single cowboy in in the last ten years that's like, yeah, that was a good return on investment. I can't think of one. You know, and it's it just that sucks for them. And I, I mean, the only the only one I could, you know. You know Tony Romo and some of his things, but then I, you know, the only other one I would say is, um, oh, is oh, what's his name? Tight end, um, Witten. Witten, you know, uh, and even he left. He's a freaking Raider right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. like he he was like he came out of retirement to go back to the Cowboys, and then he's like, Nah, I'm out. I can't. I'm gonna go join the Raiders. Yeah, he chose the Raiders over Dallas. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I mean that that does say something, you know. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's what the NFC looks like. Uh, it sounds like we're both kind of on the same page. We kind of like Washington or Philadelphia. Yes. 
It's a mess. But <laughs> yeah. at the end of it, at the end of all the mess, uh, I'm leaning maybe a little bit towards the Eagles and you're kind of leaning Washington. But it's yeah, you could flip a quarter and see what happens next week and that all could change, you know. And who knows? The Giants could come yep. back, you know, Daniel Jones. That's what I'm saying. Daniel Jones, baby. Three wins and they're in it. <laughs> like, that's crazy. So hopefully the turf monster doesn't, you know, reach up and grab him and you know, he can actually score on that uh, long play next time. That's right. Uh, so, uh, so big news happened uh, for Miami, um, who had been kind of on the winning streak here here late. Um, and like we talked about, you know, good things happening for teams, good good vibes, good momentum, and 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 it mm-hmm. looked like that that was happening. Uh, for the Dolphins, um, looked like nothing would kind of shake that up. Um, but the Dolphins had have already said um, that this week that uh, Tua will make his first start at quarterback um, over uh, Fitzpatrick. So, um, you know what what's what's cool, uh, you know, and I know that. Me and Jamie try extremely hard to make sure our biases aren't known on this show. Uh, like yeah. you guys have no idea that Jamie is not a Chiefs fan or Miami fan or a Heat fan. You guys have no idea about that. Um, no idea. Yeah, and so I'm a mystery. So I would say I I try a little bit harder, but you guys all know <laughs> I'm a I'm a big Bama fan, big Steelers fan. Um, you know, so on that side, like I, I'm, I'm loving that I get to see Tua play again. Um, I'm, I'm nervous. I am extremely nervous uh, for him uh, because he is, he is, he is very fragile. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. You know, uh, he, he looks, he looks good. Um, so, but let's, so let's, going back to the move, you know, I'm excited to see this change, but to be honest with you, Jamie, I would have still given him the year. I would have still taken the route, the Patrick Mahomes route. And yes. you, you give this to uh, the fool. It's no matter how he looks like they said, you know, he looks incredible in practice, whatever you, yeah. you know, and I'm sure that that was happening with Patrick Mahomes. But they stuck with the plan and said, no, a year. We're going to wait a year and and sort this thing out. And we, they traded. They got, you know, Aaron Smith right out of there. Uh, but, you know, they gave, they gave Patrick Mahomes a year. And so I was, in my head, I was thinking that timeline works great for Tua because it, not only does he wait that year, it still gives him that time to – and I know he's he's probably he's definitely fully healed 100%. Like, you can't be any more healed. But, you know, in a fan's head, you're like, ah, oh, give him that extra year just to, just to make sure he's fully, like, yeah. he's fully good. Uh, you know, that's kind of in the back of my head. But here, here's a team going off of two wins, you know. But the move is weird because Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing well. The team was playing well. Um and now if 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 Fitzpatrick, you know, didn't perform well and then you replace Tua, that makes more sense, you know. Uh but now you can't really go back on it. 
without maybe calling to a bust, you know, if he doesn't go out there and perform, which I don't think he would be. It's just the Dolphins aren't done building yet, you know. So um, that's my take on it. Uh, I know that a lot of people that I've been listening to are feeling that same way. I think everybody knew that it would be eventually Tua's team, but you let, you know, Fitzpatrick finish this season out, or you wait to see if Fitzpatrick will, you know, have a little bit of a slump, you know? Um, My last point about it is the, the thing that I am encouraged with Miami is that they do see an opportunity to win the AFC West. They are second right now in the AFC See East, it's not out of the realm of the possibility that they could win the AFC East, and they are putting all their chips into play. I do like that. If if you yeah. see Tua and he's he's doing incredible in practice, and you think he gives you the best opportunity to win, and you make that change based on that, I I I'm thrilled that the Dolphins do that. You know. Um, so that would be my only last point is we've been talking a lot about the culture of teams. And I think Brian Flores um, and the rest of the Dolphins organization are, are trying to do that. Um, they had, to me, a good draft this past year. Um, and so maybe it's that sign just saying, hey, Tua gives us our best opportunity, not only this year, but the years to come. So those were kind of my initial thoughts from it. Here's my thing. It, it it wasn't the right time. Um, I you know when when the, going back to the Chiefs, you know because I'm not a Chiefs fan. Um, I'm a mystery, and you you guys don't know what I root for. Uh, <laughs> coming out of practice, all we heard was the players talking about how oh, man you can't you would not believe these throws Patrick Mahomes is making. You would not believe these what he's doing, his decision making, what he does with his eyes. That's all we heard coming out of practice when he was a rookie. But they rolled with Alex Smith. They kept rolling with Alex Smith. And you know, could Patrick Mahomes have won that um, playoff game against uh, Tennessee at Arrowhead? Um, his rookie year, probably. Um, I don't see why he wouldn't have. Um, you know, just based on that one game we saw him in his rookie year uh, against Denver. Um, I think he, with the ones, that was with backups, I think with the ones, with Kelsey and Hill and all them, we would be seeing, you know, what we saw. But the Chiefs saw something that, all right, we're going to give this kid a year. We're going to give him a year to learn the playbook. We're going to give him a year to to gel with these players, to practice with them. And then... We're going to unleash him on the NFL. And that's what they did. He won the MVP. I don't get this move from the Dolphins because you're three and one, right? You're, yeah. You're. They're three oh, and three. Three and three. Three and three. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're, but you're still in the thick of it, man. What is that? That's second place in the AFC East. Cause I think the Patriots are two and three. Yes. Um, they, 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 yeah, they are. Game. So the Bills are five and two. Uh, Dolphins okay. are three and three at this point. Okay, you're still in the thick of it. You're still, you're still, um, you know, in, you know, maybe not winning the division, but you're, you're still, you can still claim be in the running for that new playoff spot. 
And so I think they're jumping the gun um, because you're, you're Fitzpatrick had great chemistry with it, with the offensive players. They, they were winning. Um, and I think hopefully my, my hope is that they won't, this won't mess with um, Tua's growth in the NFL. That um, he's, you know, because they're they're not a good team, but they're not a bad team. They're kind of just mid-pack. You know, we're gonna win eight games, nine games at the most. We're gonna we're gonna be kind of in the middle of the pack. And I don't know if Tua. What you gotta hope is that he's not going to take a bunch of hits, that he's, this isn't going to mess with his uh, confidence. This isn't going to mess with his um, development. Um, I just, I don't, because what happens if, all right, say they're playing the Rams, okay? The Rams are a good team. His first start is against Aaron Donald. Like, and Jalen Ramsey. You're going to mess with this dude's psyche. All right, so say he loses the next three games. So now they're sitting at three and six. All right, and now that playoff spot's starting to slip away because you're going to have to rattle off all these wins to hopefully make that last playoff spot. Do they go back to Fitz? And do you mess with the development of Tua now? Because he's getting into a rhythm. Yeah, you're losing, but do you do you go back to the veteran? Yeah, two but starts to slip. so the the only so here here's my only thing. the the biggest The biggest question, I guess, you know, to me is, um, I I guess is, you know, we've been talking, you know, comparing it, you know, and it's a rightly so comparison to Alex Smith and the whole Patrick Mahomes situation, um, but looking on that season the way that Alex Smith was playing does just, did he, does he elevate you to a point to where, um, to where, you know, the games where you felt you couldn't win, you could now win, you know, where I would say meaning is, you know, when we look at the Alex Smith year, the Chiefs probably could have won those games with or without Patrick Mahomes being at quarterback based on the way Alex Smith was playing. So yeah. now you put in Tua, and based on what you have seen and based on what, because we know what Fitzpatrick is, like over, you know, the yeah. 14, you know, uh, the years that he's been playing, we know what Fitzpatrick can do. Mm. So now do we elevate ourselves because we're seeing some greatness and practice with Tua and we can win some games that we couldn't have won with Fitzpatrick. So is yeah. that the conversation or do does them wanting him to play this season out for them to prepare for next season with Tua starting the season fresh? Um, so those, yeah. I mean, those would be the question of mine, but, the my biggest thing for starting Fitzpatrick over him is is the injury. Um yeah. And and the fact that he could have more time to develop and practice to work with NFL 
players and all that. Um, mm. But uh, so I guess I guess you know part of it is where the Dolphins you know felt that they were at. You know, at this point, if they felt like they could find a way to get into the playoffs this year, um, you know, with Tua over Fitzpatrick. Um, and so, yep. um, which which I do believe, which I think you would agree, the timing may not be right, but Tua will elevate them to a place that Fitzpatrick never could. That I, I, I do believe that um, yep. based on his talent and based on what, you know, I've seen. I mean, even, you know, even the two passes, you know, you go back and look at where he kind of played in the fourth quarter. They were some pretty, he had, he had some pretty good plays, you know, his two short throws, mm-hmm. but he had some zip and some, some, he looked, he, his feet, everything looked good about him. So, um, yeah. either way, uh, I know for me personally, I'm excited to, you know, see to a play in the NFL. I think as yeah. an NFL as a whole and getting, you know, viewership and, and all that, I think, the the league is better, you know, with if Tua starting at quarterback, but yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird move. It's and that's why it's been so like looked at, talked at. You know, there was even speculations that you know Dallas was looking to trade for Fitzpatrick. So, and that uh, was what I was about to say. Do you just to give Tua all the confidence in the world? Do you trade Fitzpatrick? Just to be like, hey, you don't have to look over your shoulder now. We're not going to replace you with whoever they have at third De- string. Depending on We're how, we're not going to replace you. Do de- you get rid of Fitzpatrick? Depending on how Fitzpatrick is in um, a team environment. Depending on if he is helping to mentor. You know, I think he is. He said his um he he said his heart was hurt when he got the news. Um, that he he thought he was playing really good football, and you know, so I think you know he's obviously sad that he got benched, especially you know you're three and three, you're you're in the thick of the division, and you know, so I think his 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 feelings were hurt. You know, obviously, I my feelings would have been hurt too, but I think he's gonna do. I, from what I've seen on the sideline, I think he's he's mentoring him, he's helping to uh, along the way because Fitzpatrick knew he wasn't the long-term answer there like he he knew that after this year he was probably gone I just think it came sooner than what he thought it would and so I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be helping Tua along the way I I've never seen Fitzpatrick he's never come across as a player that was like no I'm not gonna it's not my job to help him it's the coaching staff's job Fitz, he's never come across like that to me. Um, you know, I've never been in a locker room with the guy, but like, I, I don't see why he wouldn't be helping Tua along the way. But just to help with Tua's growth, and you know, hey, if we go, you know, twelve and or thirteen and three, or do, if we go three and thirteen, you're our guy now. We're not going anywhere else does it help to trade Fitzpatrick off and just let it be to a show? You know, that that's kind of where I'm at. You know, how, how can you help your quarterback the most, I guess is, um, well, and and the the reason, the reason I said that was, you know, that's why Alex Smith has a Super Bowl ring right now. Um, yeah, is because of what he did to help prepare Patrick Mahomes. 
you know? And so, yeah. um, uh, so that, that's why, you know, that's why I go back to depending on how much of an influence or an effect it has on the team. Is it a better environment that he is there or if he's gone? And I would agree with you is if he is helping to develop and being a great teammate, he needs to be, he's a huge help to the Dolphins organization. And the fact that as fragile as Tua is, yeah. he may get hurt. So may, you know, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately it may resolve itself, you know. Um, hopefully it doesn't yeah. come to that, but uh, that's Tua's M.O., you know. So, yeah. uh, but right, you know, I feel bad for Tua because he's been so, all these surgeries that he's had, he's like, you know, half titanium at this point. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. So they'd have to be breaking some titanium if he gets hurt again. Yeah. Um, so um, best and worst thing that we saw this week. Um, uh, so, um, I'm going to start off with my worst. Um, so I know I jokingly, you know, not jokingly, but we, I started off, you know, congratulating the LA Dodgers on their win, uh, you know, for the world series win. But the reason I would say it's my worst choice is MLB as a whole, because I barely knew that a world series was being played. In fact, I barely even knew that the playoffs were going on, what teams were in them, like had no idea. So my thing is like, what is happening to baseball? Like we are losing at at once, you know, at one time, this was our nation's most popular sport. And it looks like, you know, as a corporate, not a corporate, but a ownership or, or whatever league level, um, that things are kind of spiraling. Only negatives come out of the MLB these days. Only negative stories seem yeah. to be coming from the Major League Baseball these days. Um, and so the worst thing I saw um, is mainly more of what I didn't see. Because, I, like I said, I, I barely knew that Tampa Bay and L.A. were playing in the World Series. I, I, yeah. I still don't know who they beat to get there. All that info. Because none of the none of Fox, ESPN, none of these guys talk. It's it was football and NBA. Barely mm-hmm. even knew that you know playoff baseball was happening. Uh, so my worst thing is to see the decline of uh, you know uh, you know America's you know favorite sports to watch at a time. You know America's pastime. You know yeah exactly America's mm-hmm. pastime. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, I, it, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, at, at younger levels, high school levels to see, you know, because I don't think younger people have much interest in baseball these days. I, I definitely think it's, it's basketball and, and football is kind of losing some younger viewers too. It's kind of more mm-hmm. definitely the NBA, you know, reigns to me right now mm. in high school, middle school and elementary levels. They are mm. what uh the younger generation is watching. You know, compared to, you know, you and me in our generation, we definitely they were they were, you know, football was was what was being catered and what we would watch, you know, us growing up. So that's changing yeah. as well. Um so yeah, my my worst thing is just I didn't I didn't know. Like my worst thing is MLB as a whole, 
you know, yeah. on top of, you know, this little coronavirus, what, what, you know, s- s- not scandal, but what happened, um, you know, uh, and you may not even know about it, Jamie, but apparently there was a player for the Dodgers who they found out he had a COVID positive test, uh, Josh Turner, I believe. They found out in the yeah. eighth inning, but he was still out there interacting and things like that. Um, yeah, celebrating not a really, and yeah, all that. I mean, listen, he was already around them, and the bigger question was why did they only find out till the eighth inning? Like, yeah. stuff like that, you know, like... Yeah, it's only it's only bad press over and over for MLB to hardly no press because you can't get ratings. You can't get any viewership on baseball. So, like, you're unfortunately, you've got to figure out how. And I think they've been trying to shorten the length of games to to speed them up. I think that does help uh, with Mm -hmm. the pitch, you know, timer, how long it takes in between pitches. But I think you're going to have to do some other clever things to bring some excitement back into the game. I don't know what it would be. Mm. I think there's possibilities, but you've got to, unfortunately, change the game to keep the game. Some of the rules, yeah. some of the way that it's played, uh, shorten it, um, expand on player market ship. I don't, I don't know. Uh, because they yeah. are not reaching you know, elementary, middle school, and high school, and that's your most... You know, besides people who are watching it now, to me, that's your most important demographic is to make sure like people are watching and playing baseball. I think people are still like kind of playing baseball, but it's seems to me like it's kind of dying out. So the worst thing I saw is like of what I didn't see was the MLB. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, talk about that. Um, I've felt for the last couple of years that Major League Baseball has kind of taken a decline. Um you know, people still call it America's favorite pastime, but I, I would disagree. I've disagreed for that for the last five, ten years is because it, it the same like I had no idea. Like the same thing you were saying, man. I had no idea who was in the playoffs for Major League Baseball, but I could probably tell you everybody that was in the playoffs for uh, the NBA because it was constantly if you were watching TNT, ESPN, um, it, it, wherever else they play like the NBA. Just anywhere, if you were on Facebook, if you were on Twitter, there was, you know, something for a playoff game for the uh, for the NBA. Like, it was constantly getting pushed out, pushed out. You knew Miami and Milwaukee were playing. You knew Denver was going on a tear. Like, you, you knew the Clippers lost. Like, that was, you didn't even have to watch it. You knew it. Because the NBA was constantly bam, bam, bam. I didn't see anything from Major League Baseball. Uh, and, and you know, N- NHL um, runs into this a little bit, but I, I would say NHL yes. had had I, I, better than the MLB, which is crazy. I, I think they had more coverage um, than mm-hmm. – and, and NHL is meant to be a smaller market, so you kind of expect that. But I feel like yeah. they're starting to get – they're starting to, in my opinion, starting to bypass MLB. But that's just me. A little bit. I, yeah. I, I think they are. Um, and NHL is kind of in the same boat with me because I I couldn't tell you who won the Stanley Cup. Was it was it Tampa Bay, the the Lightning or whatever? I think so. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. I would say like I think it's like I'm not I don't yeah. know for sure. You know, um, and it's and it's not I knew for sure last like year because my Blues guys. Yeah, <laughs> I pretty much you know, stopped it, watching playoffs after my Blues lost. So yeah. 
it's not because we're football first guys or basketball first guys. It's, it's we we want to bring you guys all the stuff that we can. But if if it's not you know making headlines and not giving us something to talk about, we're not going to talk about it because I I just I had no idea who was in the playoffs for them. So yeah, I would definitely piggyback that and say that was a that was a dislike. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my like first. Instead of my dislike, because I've talked about my dislike a lot on past <laughs> episodes, so I'm gonna get to them. Um, my like, to no surprise to anybody, um, it's the Chiefs this week. They won without Patrick Mahomes having to take over the. <laughs> they is... they won with everything else except for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he he was like just a. You know, normal day at the office. One touchdown, 200 yards. Um, didn't throw it a lot. They ran it. They ran the ball. Special teams took over the game. Like, the defense. The defense did well. Like, didn't need Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And that's that's what the Chiefs are going to have to figure out going forward. And what the Raiders really exposed is if you limit Patrick Mahomes, you can beat the Chiefs. And... I think the Chiefs against the mediocre at best Denver Broncos team really showed everybody like, hey, we can run this football. We can we can take over the game on defense. If you make a mistake, we're going to capitalize on that mistake. Yeah, but yeah, there's some of that, Jamie, but some of it is it, it is they're playing Denver. So, I mean, yeah, get into that's that what I'm saying. Like it's a mediocre at best Denver team. Like they're they're not Denver to me is a lot like what we talked about with the Cowboys. They've got the talent. I love their quarterback, Drew Locke. I think he's a good quarterback. If they if they're consistency. I thought for the last couple of years they need to get rid of um Vic Fangio. They need to get a different guy in there um to lead this team because I just don't think he's uh, the guy to do it. Um, and, you know, injuries have definitely um, throttled back on Denver because they don't have Vaughn. You know, um, Bradley Chubb, man, like that dude is a game wrecker. I'm definitely I really like him. Um, not when he's playing the Chiefs, but um, he he was in Patrick Mahomes face all game. And so he, they're mediocre, but they're they're a good team. They're They're not someone that you take lightly on Sunday. So, you know. But I just like that the Chiefs, they won it because everybody's like, it's Patrick Mahomes' show. It's Patrick Mahomes' show. And they won it kind of without him. You know, he he didn't have like that 300-yard game, like the Rams game where he threw for 400 yards, six touchdowns, and they lost. Like he threw one touchdown, no picks, 200 yards. Uh, you know, his completion – percentage was kind of middle of the pack like it it just it wasn't an eye-popping game from Patrick Mahomes but they still put up like 43 points and that that's just that's crazy that you know Patrick Mahomes was kind of like a not a factor in that game but they still put up 40 points against Denver and so that's what I like because that's just been their the big question mark with the Chiefs is if Patrick Mahomes is limited can they win and I, they proved that they can, you know, and so that that's my like that that I liked that. Um, I I love Patrick Mahomes throwing for four hundred 
yards and 18 touchdowns in a game and, you know, running all over them and all that. I love that. That's good football to me. But I also like that the Chiefs proved that they can they can win if he's not on his game. So that that's my like. All right. Yeah, I you know I, the like I said the only the only pushback you know I have on that would be is and look I I think Denver um uh, uh the only thing I would say is I I definitely think they're less talent wise compared to mm. Dallas I think they have less talent um because uh, you know I can understand pieces still being uh be made for Denver uh but the the question is is I. I think the offense has shown these past couple of weeks for the Chiefs that they have been struggling. And, you know, Denver has a good defense. Like, that's the thing that people forget is, you know, you think yep. about if they don't have special, the things that happen on special teams, the uh, Sorensen going in for a touchdown, with that that could have been a fairly close game. Yeah. Because like, they, were, they were figuring out the offense. The only thing I, I, I will say for the Chiefs is that um, the offense, especially now the the Chiefs defense, they did a great job coming and ready to play. Uh, I didn't feel like that definitely for the offense this week. Um, but when they go into the big matchups, like for example, the Ravens, I know that they're ready to go against. They that often showed it that they were ready to go against the Ravens, yeah. and that's why they're still atop you know the AFC West because once they get to these big matchups. They're mm. and when you know, uh, you know, uh, enemy and Reed are at their best at play calling, you can't yeah. stop this offense, and that's like my biggest worry. You know, as a Steelers fan, you know, people are having this conversation, and people are now picking the Steelers over the Chiefs, and I'm just like, wait a second, like <laughs> once you get into these matchup and you've got Andy Reed at his best at play calling and not suspect mm. play calling. You can't. It's hard to beat this Chiefs team when they've got it rolling, um, yeah. and, and that's my thing yeah. with the Steelers. I'm um, with with their you know big defensive backfield, but that that's my only thing in question was, you know they see they seem to have kind of this struggle, um, if if uh, if if Pat can't get the deep ball or something. So, but uh, but yes, yeah. it, it was it was good to see that. The two other aspects of the game did win the Chiefs. Well, they won it handedly with defense and yeah. special teams. So that that is a good sign. Um, mm. My only concern would be like, uh, you know, this Chiefs offense never really got going. But then again, Denver does have a good defense. So yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I wanted to quickly. Uh, Tell my best of of the week, and and I wanted to make sure I defend my guy, uh, because Mr. Turnbull, Jamie, uh, messaged me, um, and he kind of got it wrong on my boy Mac Jones. He texts me and he tells me, "Ah, Mac Jones is just okay." So, best thing I have seen, and the best thing I saw last week was his performance against. Tennessee and his performance overall uh, because the way he has been playing, um, he could be one of the four sitting up there for Heisman this year. That's how good Mac Jones has been playing. Um, you go back and watch uh, it. He's only please. had one bad uh, two quarters, and that was the first half that you only watched of that Georgia game. If you come back and watch the second half, the full game, 
you could see a such you know a great performance from Mac Jones. So the biggest question coming into Alabama season: what was Mac Jones going to be? Could they you know have a better quarterback play? All that. Um, and through his first seven games, he had had better numbers than Jalen Hurts or Tua compared to Mac Jones' numbers. That's all I'm saying. So on today's show, I want to make sure I defend some Mac Jones because he's been playing extremely well. Uh, so far, he's got thousand, you know, almost two thousand yards passing uh, with twelve touchdowns already. So that was my Woo. best thing I saw is uh, Mac Jones. So uh, that was you really think he's going to be on the Heisman stage? Oh yeah, he could be the way he's been playing. Oh my. Goodness. Go back and watch it, man. Oh my goodness. Go back and watch it. I will. I will. And then when he's not, I'm gonna be making fun of you. And we're gonna, I said a possibility. We're gonna, we're gonna have man. a discussion. We're gonna have a discussion. Look at the stats. Hey. Oh my goodness. Okay, All then. right. And your 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 bias is showing, sir. Your bias is showing. Oh yeah, and your flags behind you don't. <laughs> I said I had to come and do some... Because here's the thing. Everybody had said the problem with Alabama would be their quarterback, and it hasn't been. He's not a game manager. He is actually helping them win games. He is the quarterback after one fumble, after Najee Harris fumbled the ball, they scored every single time on offense against Ole Miss, and they needed that to win the game. Like well, who go has back, he played? huh? Who like, he played? Who the, has he played? He played the number eleven team in the country, number three in the country. He's played A and M in Georgia. He played what oh. people said is the best defense, and he had one bad half where some of his throws were drops. You mm. could ask the same thing about Trevor <laughs> Lawrence. Oh no, I'm definitely on like the who has Trevor Lawrence played? Like, nah, like. He's uh, to me, he's not the best quarterback in the um, NCAA football either. Like, I, I I'll say Clemson is pretenders and throwing, and they're going to get smacked in the playoffs. Like, no, that that's I'm not I'm not going to defend. Get on here and defend Trevor Lawrence either. I'm just saying that Mac is not who who has a better QBR rating, Mac or Trevor. I would have to look at the numbers. Mac Jones. Would, uh, he is second. Think. Trevor Lawrence is eighth right now. Oh, man. I'm, Trevor Trevor Lawrence no. also has thrown fewer yards than Tua. Uh, sorry, Mac Jones. Mac Jones almost has 2,000. Uh, and you've got 1,833 right now for Trevor. And I'm not saying that Mac Jones is better than Trevor Lawrence. I'm saying give my dude some respect. Give him some props. I, I will. I will put him in the conversation. All right. I'm not. I. I'm not asking for much, but he's better than okay. <laughs> that was. Some... Right. I will pay. How about this? How about I will pay more attention to Mac, and and we'll, we'll revisit this discussion <laughs> later. All right. We'll, we'll. I'll pay attention. Us this a couple in a couple weeks to see where Mac Jones is. Yeah. All right. So that was my best All right. thing. All right. What's your worst thing? Yeah. 
Man, I don't even have to tell y'all. My worst thing is um, that team in Georgia, um, the professional one, because, and I would say um, emphasis, because I would say the Bulldogs could probably beat this uh, professional team, the Falcons. How do you lose against the Lions? All you had to do was not score. You accidentally scored. How do you accidentally score? The Lions were even going, yep, he scored. Like, give us ball. It's our ball. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How do you keep finding all these ways to lose? (laughs) They found... They found the most ways to lose, man. And it just, it's so bad. And like I said, this is the best worst team because they have all this talent. They, they're, they've got a good quarterback. They've got one of the best wide receivers in the game. They've got a good running back. How do you lose? Where, where, where? It doesn't make sense. And then. And so I was like, well, maybe Todd Gurley's never been in a situation like this. So I start I start looking through stuff. There was a game with the Rams where he clearly broke away and he turned before he went into the end zone and was able to keep running the clock out before he went down. So he's been in this situation before, but he's oh man. The 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 Falcons are someone that I just love talking about because they're so bad, but they shouldn't be. And so, Todd, all right, so Todd Gurley right. accidentally scores, which is hilarious. They give Matt Stafford around a minute to go down and win this game. Stafford's no slouch. He's been on some historically terrible teams, but it was not because of him. If you give that man that much time, you've lost the game. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Stafford does not get enough uh, credit um, when it comes to just overall quarterbacks in this league. I kind of put him in the same category as Big Ben, where, yeah, Stafford doesn't have the Lombardi, and he will probably never have the Lombardi. But Ben gets disrespected, and so does Stafford. Stafford is a good quarterback. Um, is he Hall of Fame worthy? Probably not. But he's he's a good quarterback. And they gave him, they gave that man a minute to go down and beat them. And well, yeah, well, Stafford did. I mean, they've already, like, the Lions have already, you know, broken, you know, the Bears. You think about the Bears game. So they've already had this track record of being like, ha we got yeah. a minute left. That's plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time. And the Falcons just keep finding all these fun little ways to lose, you know, and crazy. Absolutely. I I can tell you right now, this ain't going to be the last time they are on my uh, dislike list. Um, I would like nothing more than the Atlanta Falcons to shut me up and I won't have to talk about them anymore. Right. But, um, that's not going to happen. Um, they're, they're terrible. And it's entertaining to watch them lose. So, yeah, that's my dislike was Atlanta, as always. Yeah. Except last last week. 
we I they weren't on my list. It's kind of like once. what kind of what kind of curse did a New England fan put on <laughs> this team? You know, after losing the oh, Super Bowl, man. it's been like, man, what ways can we blow a lead and then lose a game? Like how how oh. like what are the different ways that we can lose games? And the Falcons are showing us how how you do it. So yeah, like kudos yep. to them, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what they got to do. Like that's more than it's a culture issue. Like that's just that's Some something else. Bad luck. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Some some New England curse, man. That's that's like <laughs> and like New England fan went to New Orleans, found a voodoo doll, and was just <laughs> oh, like man. put a falcon on it, and was just like I'm just gonna stab this every time they're they're winning. They're and about then... to win. They're about oh, there you go. Falcons uh, ain't gonna win no more. Nope. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, that will basically end it for the day. Some you know some matchups to a big matchup to watch out uh, for is the Ravens versus Steelers. Yeah. Uh, this week, uh, any other thoughts about that, Jamie? Oh man, that is. I would say that's the game to watch. Um, it's not in prime time, and I feel bad for everybody that because it's not. Um, especially in our area because it's at noon and it's the chiefs game is going to be on over it against the jets. Yeah. And that's sad. That hurts because everybody should be watching this game. It should have the next one. I will say is going to have the same. It's gotta be NBC. It's gotta be, it's it's gotta gotta be Sunday night. It's gotta be Sunday. This should have been Sunday night. This is a yes. This should have been. I don't know scheduled who's playing on Sunday, Sunday night, night, but it, it's not going to be better. The Steelers than this. and Ravens. I mean, no matter how bad they are, should always be a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. Just should always be prime time, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's that's how it's so, been like for years. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a good game. Um, I'm I'm hey, thinking the Steelers you know should come our, out with it. Um, what but, our Sunday night matchups going to be? What Cowboys and Eagles? Oh my! <laughs> really? Yep. Cowboys and Eagles Flex Sunday night. That. Yeah. Switch them yep. right now. Yeah. We don't want to see that Sunday don't, night. We don't want to see that at all. I'm gonna watch it because it's gonna be hilarious. But <laughs> oh man, I did. Ah. I did. You make a good point about not being able to see the Steelers game because you're right. We're gonna. Are you watching yeah, Chiefs and Jets? And oh, this area grief. is going to be Chiefs and Jets, and oh, you're going to watch the Chiefs put up like 60 points against the Jets. Um, wow. Oh, that's a bad Sunday night game. <laughs> oh, wow. That's sad. All right. Uh, my number two game to watch, um, I think it's going to be – I really like how they've been playing, but I'm, I'm picking Mizzou um, and the, uh, against number 10 Florida. I've really liked how Mizzou um, has been playing ball. Um, they're they're scrappy, um, and um, I think they can uh, beat Florida. Um, and I think that would be huge for that program right now because they've they've been not even middle of the pack. They've you know just kind of there, I guess, in the SEC. And I think this is a good chance for the Tigers to come out and kind of punch the number ten team in the nation in the mouth and uh, get a surprise win. Um, but yeah, man, that that's what I've got. I've got the Steelers Ravens game that we won't be able to watch, and I've got uh, Mizzou versus number ten Florida as uh, games that I think um, everybody you know should watch, but won't yeah, be able to. You got you got you got a couple classic matchups. You've got uh, 
Texas and Oklahoma this week. Um, mm-hmm. You've got um, oh, I just saw it. Um, the other matchup I was interested in. Um, uh, the um, I'm having a brain meltdown right now. Uh, <laughs> it should. Anyways, it was uh, Ohio State. The Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State, Penn State this week. That's it. Ohio State, Penn State this week. Um, yeah. And then, um, uh, oddly enough, I think Georgia versus Kentucky would be a good game too. Uh, yeah. Just because uh, defense-oriented, nothing really spectacular about the offenses, so I think it should be fairly close. Uh, so maybe mm-hmm. Kentucky pulling out. Yeah, my thing with the Mizzou-Florida, I think Florida um, is going to – win it, it may be by several um just because i mean i think i knew that you know going in the mizzou lsu game i kind of had a figured mm-hmm. that mizzou could upset um and then uh kentucky just can't couldn't figure it out their offense last week um you know because yeah. their defense played extremely well against mizzou the thing is is that florida has a much uh you know, uh, uh, so much of a better offense, you know, and I think, Mm -hmm. I I think where Mizzou's at is in a a great spot. And I'm trying to remember, uh, Trask, Kyle Trask, um, is, uh, you know, the quarterback for Florida who's been playing extremely well. Um, so I don't know if it'll be necessarily close. I think they have an opportunity. I just think Mizzou on a lot of drives, you know, are very suspect on offense, just yeah. super up and down throughout these constant weeks, but definitely, definitely great direction for them. Definitely great direction yeah. for them. So, yeah. All right. So that is our show for this week. A uh, little bit longer, man. We had a lot to talk about. I guess we had a lot yeah. of ranting to do on <laughs> on some cowboys and some falcons. Um, yeah. <laughs> um. So we'll see you guys next week. Uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next week.